0: Welcome to the Healthcare Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're talking about the power of neutral thinking with Lindsay Mitchell, sports performance psychologist and founder of Houston-based The Pave Group. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Shelby, thanks for having me.
0: So let's start off by explaining a little bit what sports performance psychology is and just the basic tenets of it.
1: Sure. Um, So it's a little bit of kind of basic uh, psychology. So I'm a clinical psychologist by trade. So we do a lot of Mental health work, making sure people are kind of functioning at their, you know, optimal speed um, and the, kind of being the best versions of themselves from a mental health perspective. But I typically work with athletes. Um, now that can be athletes that are currently, you know, playing a sport or prior athletes that are kind of taking that mental mindset that they used on the field and kind of um, bringing it into their everyday life. So it's basically making sure our brains are kind of mentally stable and then taking that stability and pushing it to kind of an elite performance. So that can be in sports or, you know, in kind of the business world as well.
0: Yeah, so just the way that athletes take care of their bodies to perform at the very highest level, um, you are helping them take care of their minds so they can perform at the very highest level, right?
1: Absolutely, and such a connection, especially with athletes, when it comes to that mind-body, you know, connection as well. So just kind of helping people connect the dots so they can, you know, be elite performers. Right.
0: Well, so you you see a lot of uh, mindset talk within uh, within the athletics or the sports community because there has been such a a proven connection between the two. Uh, What our topic is today is the power of neutral thinking. So, you know, I think most of us have heard, or at least um, people that are familiar with personal development, they've heard of the power of positive thinking, that classic Norman Vincent Peale book from the Mm -hmm. 50s. But the way that I understand it is that neutral thinking isn't exactly a take on positive uh, positive thinking because it's more about a, a... a positive mindset, Uh, explain that difference to me.
1: Sure, in the you know exactly like you said, the power of positive thinking has been around for a very long time. Um, I hope that I come up with a concept that sticks around as long as right. um, power of positive thinking has. So it's just a really um, small kind of twist on that concept. So you know, p- positive thinking is kind of getting yourself that kind of fake it till you make it approach. You know, keep telling yourself that you're great. Keep saying, you know, I can be the best. I'm I'm the best at this in this moment, which is not necessarily a bad. Bad way to think but our brains are starting to get smart enough to know that we're lying to ourselves because basically there are just some days that I may not be the best person for this job in this moment, but it doesn't mean that I still have to perform. So the idea is kind of great athletes, when things are going well, they have that positive thinking and they're able to excel. But elite athletes and you know elite performers in any industry have to be able to perform at a high level even when they're maybe not having their best day. So when we're not having our best day, trying to convince ourselves that we're having a good day sometimes can be counterintuitive. So it's not as authentic. Like you're the best out here. Maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm brand new. Maybe I'm having a tough, tough day. Maybe I'm injured. Maybe I've got some personal things, you know, that are kind of weighing heavy on my mind. So what neutral thinking is, fact-based thinking. So you're taking, this is the situation at hand this is the task that I have to perform. And you're just coming from a very fact-based thing. So instead of pushing yourself to be overly positive and not as genuine, you're kind of sticking to the facts. So it stays away from negative thinking. You're not, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. What am I doing? Why did I put myself in this position? But you're not swinging so far the other way that you're not kind of taking in the authenticity of the situation. So that neutral thinking is fact-based thinking.
0: And so you, you mentioned something important about not letting it go towards the negative. You know, so many of us have self-doubts that are, are common. Everybody feels those things. But when you're not familiar with, uh, with how to combat those negative thoughts, and you don't have the skills to be able to combat that, neutral thinking sounds a lot less difficult, and I guess intimidating than than trying to push towards positive thinking, right?
1: Absolutely. I, I think that's such a great way to phrase it. And especially when we're in high pressured situations, sometimes we can't, you know, fake it till we make it, we actually want to be really present in that moment. So neutral thinking really pushes people, you don't need to be perfect, you don't need to, you know, everything doesn't have to fall into place, but be very present. And so what neutral thinking does is it also allows people to be very mindful in what they're doing in that moment, because again, we're kind of stating the facts. So, you know, maybe it's, you know, I've been in the game all, all, quarter. I'm starting to get tired, but I know that we're down seven points. I've got this coming up. I'm going to go to this, you know, pitch that's working. So you kind of, the more present you can be, the more fact-based you can be, you actually end up being more mindful. And the more mindful you are, actually you'll perform at a more elite level instead of this grind to be positive when maybe the situation doesn't quite call for it. So it's it's about being present, mindful and factual as opposed to
0: leading with those emotions. Mindfulness is another phrase that if you're not familiar with, you know, with that concept, that even sounds a little bit nebulous, you know, is that is that meditation? Is that you know, what is that? So I guess explain that for the person who's not indoctrinated to this idea.
1: Sure. And and again, I think, you know, so many as much as I love the field of psychology, we, you know, do tend to put labels on things and we use words in our everyday life like mindfulness that some people don't. So the main thing that I tell people with anything that you read, be it visualization, meditation, you know, anything like that, you're kind of needing to be an expert in your own life. What works for me? What makes me feel Um, really mindfulness is being grounded, being grounded in your space. You know, right now we are always doing 500 things at once. You know, we have 900 tabs on our computers open. We've got our iPads, our, you know, everything kind of going at, you know, Mach 10. And it, it doesn't allow us to be present in that moment. So what mindfulness does is really, it's a fancy term for stay very present and stay very grounded in your space. So again, when our anxiety increases, we need to ground ourselves. What do you see? What do you feel? What are you touching? Um, you know, is it the air on your face? Is it the, you know, the hard desk that you can put your hands on? Anything to ground yourself in the space, which allows you to be present which increases your awareness of what's going on. Like how many times people are saying I drove to work and I don't even know how I got there. It's kind of on autopilot, or, you know, I was introducing myself to this person and I totally blanked on their name because I was worried about my handshake being strong enough. So we kind of lose focus on that interconnection with other people as well as connecting with ourselves. So mindfulness is just a way of saying I'm present. I'm here. I'm acknowledging, you know, What's coming up? What's my physical body telling me about my day? Do I feel tired? Does my stomach hurt? Does my head hurt? You know, am I feeling more emotional? Am I feeling more sensitive? So, basically, checking in with yourself at the beginning of the day, throughout the day, and at the end of the day can increase just where am I at at this moment. That can then allow you, man, I'm feeling a little down today which means I'm probably going to be prone to more negative thinking. So I'm really going to try to stick to the facts of my day and really be very factual and kind of just plug through a day that maybe you're not feeling at your best. Whereas if you wake up and you're like, man, I feel amazing. I check in with myself. I do like a little body scan. I do a little visualization or, you know, do a deep breathing exercise. I'm like, man, I feel great. You know what? I'm going to be super positive today and kind of take that, you know, positive approach. The thing to, to remember is what works for you. And that's going to change each and every day. It's not always going to, you know, be the same routine. Our minds are, are complex and we're taking in so many different messages. So the more in tune we can be with ourselves that day, the higher we give our chances of, of functioning at kind of a more optimal performance level.
0: So when we have those mornings where we wake up and, and we pull the covers back and we're like, nope, No, don't want to do it. And you pull the covers right back over your head. I guess then you're saying the first step is really uh, practicing mindfulness or basically just checking in or checking your emotional temperature. So is that asking yourself, you know, what am I feeling? Why don't I want to start this day?
1: Yeah, and it can also be, you know, what do I need to do for myself in the next five minutes? To show myself a little bit of kindness you know in our world everyone's always taking from us we're always having to kind of provide all of these things for people so if you take a minute to treat yourself with some kindness so that can be I'm gonna let myself sleep, you know, an extra five minutes, or I'm gonna, you know, make myself a really nice cup of tea in my fancy cup that you makes me think of when I was, you know, out with my mom shopping and we bought it. You know, something that you can treat yourself with kindness. So, you know, another thing that we always talk about is self-care. And people instantly say, Well, I can't afford you know a 90-minute massage. That's not the only form of self-care, it's basically I'm I'm struggling to start the day. What can I do to kind of give myself a little kind of personal hug to kind of change change my day? And the other thing that's really important is the messages that we tell ourselves are more powerful, 10 times more powerful than the messages that other people tell us. So if we start the day kind of saying, man, today is going to be awful, that's kind of that self-fulfilling prophecy that then we kind of have planted that seed instead of Kind of sticking to the facts. I didn't sleep very well. I'm feeling a little sluggish. I'm going to do A, B, and C to kind of give myself a little bit of boost. And then I'm going to, you know, put one foot in front of the other and check in with myself, you know, at 10 o'clock and kind of see if I'm feeling any better. So it's not saying I feel awful. This day is going to be awful. That's that negative thinking, but going to that neutral thinking of, you know, maybe the reason why you're feeling a little sluggish, what your plan is to give yourself that little extra boost. And then knowing that you can check in with yourself, we have the ability to turn our day around at any point. And that's where that mental toughness is that I'm able to perform at a pretty high level, even when I'm not necessarily feeling my best, because I'm kind of trying to do all of these things that give myself that, that extra edge to kind of get through the day
0: this application i mean it's it's helpful for athletes but of course it's helpful helpful for anybody um anybody that is trying to improve the the i guess the self-care that they practice and you know lots of five minute little moments uh that in which you kind of check in with yourself and maybe like you said i like that that phrase like kind of give yourself a hug why do non-athletes need this skill so much
1: Yeah, I think the the great thing about athletes and looking at elite performers is that even as a non-athlete, we can use that mental mindset and that mental toughness um, to get through any sort of adversity. So athletes are such a great example to look at with just the barriers they overcome, you know, these things that they push themselves to that they didn't even think that they can do. So as a non-athlete, it's nice to look at that and say, how can I apply that to my life? So again, you're kind of your own expert in that sense, what are they doing that's allowing them to be their absolute best and perform, you know, in their field, they are the top. So what is my performance, you know, playing field, quote, unquote, that can be your job, your personal life, you know, whatever that may be, in what area do I want to be an elite performer, and then taking some of those, you know, tips and tricks that athletes use, you know, giving great care to their body, giving a chance to reflect, you know, that's something that, nobody really does at the end of the day you know what did I accomplish today what did I reflect on how did I treat myself with kindness I'm not going to beat myself up on the things that I didn't do but I'm going to set a goal for maybe something that I want to do tomorrow that I didn't get a chance to get to today and I'm going to celebrate those things where I really excelled you know in that area and that's something that athletes do really well they go back and they look at game film or they talk to coaches and they get feedback so as non-athletes we're kind of our own coaches and where we're kind of at the end of the day, you're playing back your reel of tape and then using, you know, those things. So a day is not good or bad. It's what did I learn from today that's going to make me that much better tomorrow? And what do I need to do for myself to recharge my battery in order to perform, you know, time after time, day after day, you know, in some like really high, you know, situations. So positive thinking doesn't necessarily always work, but we know that negative thinking works 100% of the time in a negative way. So as long as we can kind of avoid that, um, you know, beating ourselves up is just kind of on trend right now and really trying to get athletes and non-athletes to shift away from that um, and learn be more aware, be more mindful, cut yourself some slack, because if you don't, I can guarantee you nobody else is going to. And just strive to get that much better every day, which is a very athletic mindset that you can transfer into a non-athletic space. Right.
0: I know the author, Brene Brown, uh, she, she does a beautiful job of explaining how to, well, she talks about being vulnerable, but really she's talking about just stop beating yourself up over all of those little things. She calls them, um, I'll, I'll use the PG version, um, Oh, what's another word for, so she says SFD, which is, um, (laughs) gosh, what's what's a, it's something first drafts and it's not nice, but it's lousy. I'm trying to help
1: you out. And I can only think of the non PG. Yes. So
0: lousy first drafts, but, but she uses the SH something word. And so that is a perfect way of I guess, explaining those negative thoughts because we do, we beat ourselves up and we tell us these, these awful narratives, things that we would never say to anybody else, but we say them to ourselves. So why, why do we do that? I mean, I know that there's plenty of psychological reasons why we would start to go down that negative thinking path, but I guess just from, you know, from a base level, why do we have that tendency and how common is it? Because I think that's something that people don't realize is that we all feel that, all of us, all the time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And there is a lot of power in remembering that you're not alone in that. I think um, you know, everyone tends to kind of compare themselves to other people. You know, it's the the old saying, the grass is always greener. The girl that has straight hair spends hours curling it and vice versa. Um, but that that essentially, I think it started out as a really great place of let's strive to be better. You know, a lot of people think if they're just present and they're very content in their life, that that means that they're stuck or complacent. And I think it's really important to make that distinction is I can be very content that I had a very productive day. I performed at a high level. I accomplished a lot and taking a minute to celebrate that, even if that means I'm taking tomorrow off because I crushed today, but knowing that that's a short term celebration and then you're kind of back at it and you're revisiting, okay, what's next for myself. So I think that is very different than this I'm okay with being average. And so I think in an attempt to strive to push ourselves to the next level, we've kind of swung a little too far that, you know, when is enough enough? When is it okay to say, I did a good job? Um, You know, being stressed, being busy, being overworked, having a gajillion things to do is just on trend. And we need to really shift that. It's okay to have days that are busy. And it's also okay to say, I did a really great job. You know, there's humility and there's teamwork and giving other people credit. And there's also a time to kind of celebrate you. And it's okay to kind of do that. So it's very common. And I think you know i i really try hard not to talk negatively about social media because i feel like sometimes it can get a negative rap and i think it has a lot of positive implications but it's very easy to compare ourselves to the picture that we are seeing on our screen or the vision that we have of other people so the more you can stay in your lane and not compare so typically that beating ourselves up is when we're trying to compare our lives to other people's lives and i think it's really important to remember we're the only person that knows what we're going through and as much as you try you're not sure what other people's you know lives are like good or bad so staying in your lane kind of focusing on yourself what can i control what can i not control what am what am i in charge of what am i not in charge of and again i think it's that staying very present and very focused on these are the facts of my day these are the facts of my life these are the things i did well these are the things i want to improve on um and just kind of feeling not this need you know to beat ourselves up and it's okay at the end of the day to say I did not have a productive day. I was not the best version of myself today, but instead of focusing on that, okay, I learned that about today. So what am I going to do different tomorrow to make sure that I don't repeat that behavior? So spending a lot of wasted energy and our brain only has so much power. So when we kind of stay stuck in those negative thoughts, it's not going to get us anywhere. So, you know, we beat ourselves up and then at the end, all we feel is exhausted and really negative. So instead, I acknowledge that this happened. I acknowledge that this was not an amazing moment. What can I learn from it? What am I going to do differently when I'm faced with that, you know, opportunity again? And so you're constantly moving forward and you can move forward and you can be very factual that it may not be amazing, but I'm not going to waste a whole lot of energy on something that happened in the past. I'm really going to stay focused on the present. Very common and super easy to get in that trap. And the problem is we connect with other people sometimes, you know, that that ad, uh, age saying of misery loves company, and we kind of stay in it, and everyone's talking negatively, and we're surrounded by, you know, sometimes negative news and things like that, and really taking a step back. I'm not going to fall into that trap because I'm better than that. I'm an elite performer. I want to go to the next level, which means I can't stay stuck in this beating myself up. I'm going to give myself a little hug, treat myself with some kindness, take some learning opportunities into the next day. And I'm not just going to be a great performer. I'm actually going to be an elite performer and keep moving forward, you know, despite a tough day.
0: Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks to you listeners for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries, subscribe to articles, videos, and podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk.